Yeah. Alright guys, hi, my name is Alex. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is our podcast for our consumer behavior class. Again, my name is Alex. I'm joined by my partner, Carl Beckstrand. And today we have a very special guest, um, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, hi. Thank you for having me, Alex and Colin. My name is Celine Francisco, and uh, I'm an employee at Wells Fargo Bank. Perfect. I think we'll just start out uh, ask some little general questions um, and get to know you a little bit. Um, where did you grow up? Sure, yeah. I actually grew up in Duluth, Minnesota. I was born and raised there, and I came to Fargo to attend college at NDSU. What made you choose NDSU? You know, it's an interesting question. I was very involved in high school sports, so I didn't really have the opportunity to, to tour or check out many colleges. This one was the perfect mix of away from home, but not a flight away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how many years did you go to school, and what was your major? So I graduated in four years at NDSU, and I uh, originally came to school thinking I was going to be a pharmacist and started and got to learn a little bit more about the degree and, you know, determined that wasn't for me. And I think I switched a a couple other times, but ended up, you know, with a finance degree and graduated, like I said, in in four years. And if you just want to speak a little bit about where you are now, um, if you have Yeah, so I met my now fiancé at NDSU. Uh, we're not married, obviously, yet, but that uh, that's in the works. We just bought our first house over in Moorhead. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's an exciting and expensive time, but uh, that's been fun. We, um, we're looking to get a dog soon, and yeah, he's actually from South Dakota, but we, uh, like I said, met at NDSU and are starting our lives here. So no kids yet either. So uh, I guess we'll get into, um, I guess, uh, we and we had talked about this before the podcast a little bit of, about like your past work experience, if you just want to touch on that a little bit. Yeah, so when I you know first entered the workplace, I did a lot of waitressing and serving, building up those communication and personal skills. But when I started in the finance industry, I was a teller. And I was a teller for about a year and a half and... Uh, I liked it. It was it was good experience getting to build those, you know, customer facing skills and building relationships with people. But I just wanted, you know, more of a challenge, which brought me to where I'm currently at today. And I can get into that if that's the next question, or we can. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess we could kind of lead into that with like. Um, so you said that this uh, job that you're at now is a little more difficult, but um, one question that we thought would be interesting is what job that you've had so far in your life was the most fun and which job was the hardest? And maybe they go inside, but... Yeah, no, I, uh, I, like I said, I was a teller prior to where I'm at today, and it was definitely a really fun position. I was a little nervous thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to be working at a bank. And growing up, you think these people are very serious. They're handling your money, which they are. But you come to find yourself. I was in college and you know, working as a teller, and it's where I met some of my best friends. So that job was, was very fun. But it wasn't uh, the most challenging or difficult 
position that I had faced. So that's kind of what led me into the position I'm at today where I wanted to have uh, new situations I was facing every day and, you know, causing myself to think a little harder and not necessarily those routine tasks. Mm-hmm. So would the teller job also be the hardest? or No, I wouldn't say it. The teller job, Once when you're starting, you're getting to learn, you know, banking industry and um, finance. But once you get a hang of it, it's it's pretty... Uh, routine and standard. So I would say the position I'm in today, which I am a relationship manager at Wells Fargo and I'm a part of the commercial bank um, here in Fargo, that would be a much more challenging position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can, we can start going into that current position here. Um, I guess you just want to speak about maybe like the responsibilities that your current job kind of entails. Yeah, so my job currently, it entails a lot of things. I I'll back up just just a step what kind of got me to the relationship manager position where I am today. Leading up to it, I've spent three years in training. So just to give you an idea of kind of what it takes to get to the position that I'm at today, I got into Wells Fargo through a business banking internship where it was a summer internship and I got to spend time, you know, shadowing the other bankers, sitting with credit analysts and getting to review financial statements and learn about businesses Um, and just really spend time in the bank and see how all areas work. After I completed the internship, I was accepted into a two-year training program, and it's broken out into the first year of credit analysis, so you're reviewing financials, determining, you know, how a business cash flows, if they're doing well, if there's areas, you know, they need to focus on, and then the second year, uh, relationship building. So I spent more time with the current bankers going out on customer calls, learning how to prospect and build new relationships within the community, and also just how do you manage that day-to-day life as a banker because no day uh, is the same. Each day there's new challenges and tasks thrown at you and you need to learn to manage your time efficiently, you know, manage your calendar and be able to, to be flexible but also get what you need to uh, get done uh, on time. Understanding of, of the commercial banking side, not a, not a ton, <laughs> but I know that when you're speaking of, of just like learning those skills and such, um, risk analysis. I've been told that's a pretty big thing. Yes, it's a huge part. And, and essentially, that it's I've been told that that's something that comes with experience, and that so can be something that people find very difficult, no matter what education or experience you have it's kind of um something that you kind of have to learn on your own and trust yourself Mm -hmm. and also there's like the accounting and looking at the numbers but would you like to want to speak on that a bit yeah i mean it's a very broad topic like like you say it's it's a huge part of what we do in the banking industry. I mean, there's risk in anything you do from as simple as, you know, the conversations that you have, who you're having them with, what you're talking about. Obviously, the financials are a huge part of it and how you're structuring deals and, you know, risk and reward. How are you balancing that? And just overall in our day-to-day lives, I think there is a lot of risk in what, what we do. Again, it, it's hard to narrow in exactly on specific areas in my role you have it in your conversations with customers, prospects, your peers, uh, with the businesses, their financials, just industry risk and who you're lending to. Um, 
uh, being in the Midwest, there's different risks with the climate that we're in. And again, I'm in commercial banking, so we're looking at a lot of, okay, is it going to be cyclical? Is it seasonal? How are we interpreting the risk if we're going to lend to a business in you know the winter versus the summer? How are they going to be able to cash flow? Um, different risks with who their customers are, who their suppliers are. Uh, there's risks all, all amongst the, the board, and it's important to just kind of take a step back and not rush through anything in particular and really look at situations from all perspectives to make sure that you're understanding the risks that you're getting into if you're going to move forward with a deal for a customer. And I guess in going into the management side, mm-hmm. um, as, and Colin wrote this down as a description he said good relationship management is about communication conflict management and people skills as much as it is about the technical aspects mm. of a particular business or industry do you find that to be accurate in your yes position? yes most definitely I think a lot of times people focus on the communication that you know is held between in my scenario the banker and the customer but I think it's just as important internally that when you work on a team of people that you have clear communication with you know, your peers on your team, your managers, your support staff, and everybody included in the process because often that's where the hang-up is or you can find um, miscommunication or delay amongst the team itself. Um, like you say, relationship management, it's, it's a lot about the communication. And oftentimes if a customer comes to you with a need or an ask, you know, it's urgent, it's going to be at that time, Few and far between people will come up and say, "Oh, I'm thinking about this. It's way down the road. We don't. We maybe we'll just start the conversation now. It's you're you're more so on a timeline, so it's important to have clear communication. You know, verbally written. If you're emailing, making sure that if it's an important or time sensitive task that you're maybe talking to somebody over the phone or in person. But like you said, it's uh, very important to have good communication in this position. Yeah. Not like super uh, relatable, but um, I was in an international business class recently and we did a project where we had to be in a group with people around the world. And um, in normal groups throughout college, I didn't really see communication as a big problem. But as soon as I was in that international business class and you have four different people with four different primary languages. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only fluent English speaker. Everybody else is like secondhand English. Wow. And so it was definitely interesting. There was very multiple times where I was like, can you say that a different way? Because the way you're saying it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Or um, even like trying to get on the same page, like I'd be working on the document. I'd ask for them to do something and I'd get a reply 12 hours later yep. because of mm-hmm. the time zones and so um, I don't know how much work you've done with international stuff, but when you were talking about communication, that's what it made me think of. Yeah, it's ironic that you you bring that up. As as I'm sure you're both aware, Wells Fargo is a very large organization, and we have team members you know, all over the world. And some of our backroom support that I've personally dealt with are in different time zones. And I'm, I'm sure I haven't asked, but I'm sure their primary language is in English. So it's been, you know, an experience learning how to communicate with them. You can't call them because, like you said, it's a 12-hour time difference, and you only have to c- communicate by email and making sure that you're clear in what you're asking because if there is a miscommunication, it could be a couple days before you hear back or if you have to go back to the individual and re-ask your question. It's 
it's really important that we're we're clear in how we communicate with each other. And kind of segueing off of that, I guess one question that Colin and I would have is, is what would you say um, is the most challenging part of your current position? I know we just talked about it, but communication uh, and time management is probably the most challenging, I think, because like I said, communication is such a huge part of what I do. And again, more so making sure that I'm able to manage who I'm talking with as far as my peers, my managers, um, backroom support, who I'm going to need if I have a customer or prospect request to make sure that everyone's on the same page. We have our timeline, you know, laid out and that we're communicating who's working on what and when is the deadline. That's very important. And if somebody you know, miscommunicates or doesn't understand clearly, that can uh, cause a huge delay or issue in what we're working on. So that can be very challenging, but also time management. If, like I said, one day you're planning, oh, the, my day is wide open. I don't have anything crazy going on. I can get a few of my other to-dos done. And all of a sudden a customer calls you and who knows what's going on. You have to be able to stop what you're doing and help them and get them taken care of. But also once that's resolved, go back to your to-do list and make sure that's done by the end of the day or by whenever your deadline is for that. So between communication and time management, I think that would be the hardest part of, of what I do because it's all, it's all about the people and in my world and the position that I have is, you know, managing relationships and making sure that I'm getting done what I've communicated and I'm getting it done on time. With, with that, I mean, when you're speaking with, or, or I guess working with businesses or just, you know, personal clients, there's a lot of stress that I feel like might be involved in your position mm -hmm. or in other people in, in the banking world because it's essentially you're dealing with people's livelihoods. Mm -hmm. It's their money. Mm -hmm. As I've come to know, it's no joke when somebody's, you know, calling you about something that maybe they had asked you to do or something that maybe they forgot, but they needed mm -hmm. that moment. Mm -hmm. Do you find that there's, you ever get stressed out or, or, have, or feel pressure? I definitely have felt stress before. I think in every job there is stress in, in one way or another. To your point, in banking, it's a very sensitive topic, and it, it can be people's, you know, this is going to make or break, you know, their business or they want to have this plan or this next move in place. And we have to be the ones to come in and say, this doesn't make sense and have those hard conversations, which can be stressful, even preparing, you know, to have the conversations, like how am I going to get this across to the customer and communicate clearly that this is what I'm trying to say, but it's in their best interest. And it can be good and bad because you're with the customers during the highs and the lows. But I think the most stressful part is having those crucial conversations that are challenging and they're not not necessarily the fun ones but you know talking about fraud or you know telling them you know no I don't think this is the best decision for your business or you're not going to cash flow if you if you do that but being an advocate for them and being there to support them even through those tough conversations yeah so um kind of when you said those aren't the fun conversations um what in your job would be the fun conversations or the things that you find rewarding about your job that makes you want to go back each day? Yeah, so with the tough comes the good. I think there's a lot of fun conversations I get to have, whether it be you know, inviting customers and 
prospects and rewarding them with, you know, appreciation events and getting to, to know them and their spouses and saying, you know, it's been really great working with you or helping them achieve a goal that they've had and going out to celebrate per se or go to an event or, you know, treat them to a bison game because they've just been a great customer to work with. So those are really fun conversations to have with them because you're, you know, showing appreciation and giving thanks to say thanks for being a customer and working with me and obviously helping them reach their goals and being the person to say, yes, we can, we can help you make that happen. And our, so this, the class is, is called it's a consumer behavior class. So it's essentially kind of understanding uh, your target market or understanding your customers, your clients, your consumers. And it looks like in your job that it deals a lot, a lot with tailoring to those you know, business partners definitely yeah I mean as far as who I'm tailoring it to in the commercial bank at Wells Fargo we work with a lot of different industries so I'll work with you know businesses mid to large uh, size you know typically north of five million in revenues but it can go up to a couple billion so it really has a large range of who I'm working with and who I'm tailoring, you know, for the Wells Fargo team to support that that business or client and making sure we have the right individuals around them to help them reach their their goals or whatever their need is financially. And is there anything that it's kind of a pitch for Wells Fargo, but is there anything that, like, say, if if there's a a small business or maybe a, a mid-sized business that is thinking about taking a loan out. What is gonna? What do you think from your position makes Wells Fargo stand out? Yeah, so I think the really cool part about working at Wells Fargo is that being that it is such a large organization, we have the capacity to really lean on each other for you know resources, expertise, experience in the industry, and surround our customers and businesses with the best team. Um, not to say that you know the smaller or local sized banks can't do that, but it it's really nice to to know that no matter what, there's going to be somebody in Wells Fargo that's seen this deal before, worked with this industry before, or has the experience putting together that sort of deal. And so that way, we have each other to lean on and expertise to to reach out and say, "Hey, I have a partner who's actually dealt with this industry or has structured a deal like this before, and we're going to loop them in so we can create the best team around you to have the most um, successful experience for you for you and your business." So. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, how much with the relationship manager position? You talked a lot about communicating with the clients and um, kind of talking to them. Do you do much with relationship manager? Do you do? much with like accounting or like do you do much on the books or is it just mostly communicating with clients? Yep. So I would say the job is kind of broken up into three buckets. So you have credit. So knowing the financials, being able to read them, uh, communicate to the customer where they at. Oftentimes they do know what their financials say, but just giving them a different perspective from, from the bank. 
um, relationship management, so helping uh, the clients and working with them, finding opportunities for them to grow and helping them get there. And then project management would be the third bucket just because there's always some project going on, whether it be you know converting to a new software, you know learning about a new product or service that we have, and, and learning about different partners that we're going to get to work with. So those three buckets are probably the biggest uh, pieces of my role. But yes, credit and financial analysis of the statements and accounting would all be kind of lumped into that first first bucket. So what do you think would be the biggest thing that helped you throughout your college career and leading into this relationship manager job at Wells Fargo? So there are a couple things that I would reflect upon to say that have helped me get to the relationship manager position. Uh, one specifically being a course I took here at NDSU. It was a sales and personal selling class, and it just it had such realistic experiences I was able to to pull from when I got to the position that I'm in, um, building those uh, relationships with individuals, learning how to you know even sell yourself to somebody of why they should work with you or why they should bank with you know Wells Fargo in my case, or if you're from a different organization, why they should go with your organization. That's really helped me to develop those skills. Um, but also the mentors that I've been, you know, given or recommended to work with, they've helped me build the confidence, um, my public speaking, and just learn from their experience of what they've gone through, what went well, what didn't work well, and what I should do, you know, moving forward. So I think a combination of that course I took at NDSU and then the mentors that I've been paired with over the years have have really helped me to be successful in the role I'm in today. And this next one is maybe more for an advice for you know people that are just starting maybe their professional careers as most of us in our class are maybe juniors or seniors. Um, do you see there anything that maybe slowed you down or, or didn't help you the most uh, within like your college experience? Yeah, so one thing I wish I would have done differently, and this goes back to you know college, even starting you know, first at the bank as a teller and transitioning into my role today, I don't think I asked enough questions. If I could have gone back, I wanted to you know, be seen as, you know, oh, she, yep, she knows what she's doing. She's got it figured out. And today I, I ask myself, why didn't I raise my hand and ask the question? Because now it seems silly to to ask some of these very basic questions you know from when i first started and had i not just gone and asked the question at the beginning of my you know experience at the bank it would have been a lot easier and so if you have the question just just ask it up front i wouldn't try to hide it or you'll end up you know spending hours googling and trying to figure out what means what or how to calculate a, a certain formula. So if you have questions, I would advise that you just, it's not embarrassing to ask, but just get the help. I know I've, I've been in that situation. I've been shy of it or just maybe thinking that it's a dumb question. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I feel like even from the people, that, like employers or whatnot, I think that they enjoy and actually take it as a, um, that you're interested, that mm -hmm. you care. Um, so I think that's a really I think it definitely shows curiosity and that you're eager to learn and being able to ask a question and then receive the feedback 
or the response from the individual you're speaking with shows that you're coachable and that you're willing to learn because I think that's another favorable trait that employers look for in employees is that, okay, you know, change is going to come someday. Are they willing to embrace it and move forward or are they going to be, you know, adverse to to new ideas and change? I think our teacher um, would know all about not asking questions think every time she asks um, if anybody has any questions in our class nobody raises their hand <laughs> yeah 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 I'm sure but and this is going off topic but I know that I've had a, a uh, philosophy professor and he taught out in um, California he said you couldn't get the students to like be quiet but I think it's just a midwestern thing mm-hmm. I think everybody's very quiet everybody knows the answers <laughs> and I think she knows that too yeah. but I think it's like pulling teeth but I mean, that's off topic yeah. but it's I think, I think it's just like a community a local thing mm-hmm. I'm not sure though yeah. um, after um, talking about all the things that went well and went bad if you could go back and change anything um what would you change? Like an opportunity that you would take or? um... I don't know if there's necessarily anything I would change about the path, you know, I've taken to get where I am today. But one, you know, one maybe direction I would have gone differently is while I was in school, taking the opportunity to experience more internships. Because I, I only had one internship and it was in the banking industry and it kind of propelled my career in banking, which it's been awesome. I've been able to grow and, and learn a lot in the last couple of years uh, being in this industry. But had I taken the time to learn about other options you know, in the community, maybe I would have found something that I like more or that would have been a better fit. Not to say I don't like where I'm at today, but looking back, that may be you know, one thing I would have done differently is taken the opportunity to, you know, have a few more internships, learn about other businesses or industries and not solely focus on one and then just assume that's where I'm going to spend the rest of my career. And I guess I'll just, we can wrap up with this one and speaking about like your aspirations and stuff. Long-term wise, is this a, uh, like a, a position that you want to stay at or is there something a position goal or is there something um, you know are you going to stay in the commercial side like wh- where do you see yourself for the long term yeah so I when I started as a teller um, I really enjoyed it it was fun like I said I had met some of my best friends I got to work with you know, people every day it typically was more of the fun conversations you weren't having those those tough conversations but what you know, pushed me to get into commercial was the challenge. I wanted something new every day and to really have to, to think and use those critical skills to, you know, build my experience and just better myself. So as far as long-term goals, I'm, I'm really happy with where I'm at today. But, you know, when, when the day comes that I feel that it's not challenging anymore, I'll probably try to make that next jump and, you know, keep pushing myself to get better with that being said it's hard to say when that day will come because the industry that I'm in and the position specifically there's always things changing so I'm always learning something new and it's always 
challenging me, but long-term, you know, potentially, you know, maybe see myself in some sort of manager position and, you know, building a team. I like to work with people, whether it's, you know, customers or my peers at the bank. So, you know, as of today, that's what I would say my, my long-term goal is. So happy where I'm at though. Yeah. <laughs> well, anything else? I think that's it. Thanks Wonderful. for coming on and talking to us. Yeah, thank you guys for uh, having me uh, be a guest speaker. I enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you for coming, and, and thank you guys for listening.